The following message is from the audio ministry of Coastal Community Church. We trust you'll find it helpful and encouraging. Now, here's Pastor Chris Rollins. Well, I want to tell you up front that uh, today's subject matter uh, is a little bit of a difficult one. And uh, in fact, so right now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn to your neighbor and stick the finger of judgment right at them and say, this message is for you. Go ahead and do that right now. This message is for you. And let me go a step further. If you have any juicy, juicy gossip that you just feel like you've got to share with somebody, you got about five seconds to share it right now. Because after today's message, you might not want to talk to anybody about anything for a very long time. Okay, now, let me clear the air a little bit, okay? Yes, today is Mother's Day. And yes, the subject of my message is gossip. But I don't want any of the women or the mothers here today to read anything into whatsoever the fact that today is Mother's Day and I'm preaching on gossip. It just happens to be week four in our series, The Power of Words, and I could have easily, next week's sermon is about cursing, and so I could have easily done that. I know some of you women swear like a sailor, so, you know, and I'm not saying you all are gossips, because we all need this today. Um, So, if you don't like my message today, or you don't agree with it, uh, you can always gossip about me later, okay, and go straight to, no, anyway, okay, so, (laughs) but here's what I hope is going to happen today. I hope that today God is going to speak to all of us uh, in a powerful, powerful way and uh, will impact our lives. So let me just kind of jump right in. Raise your hand this morning if you've ever been gossiped about. Anybody's ever talked about you, okay? Pretty much everybody, right? I mean, if we're honest, at some point someone has said bad things about us. Uh, But believe it or not, in my line of work, it's just a part of the reality. Uh, it happens all the time. People, believe it or not, people talk about me, talk about Pastor Chris all the time. And you just have to learn to deal with it, get a thick skin. And, uh, because the reality is, if you're a leader, by the way, in any way, shape, or form, okay, in business, in the community, if you're a leader, if you're moving forward, people are going to shoot arrows at your back. Now, it is so, gossip is so ingrained into our culture. It's, it's such a part of just accepted behavior. It's a part of the media. Um, it's so, so a part of the accepted uh, norm in which we live. It just seems like it's almost like a necessary part of getting through the day. You know, hey, I'm not really supposed to tell anybody about this, but you're not going to believe what I heard. And, you know, and on it goes. So I want to get started today, first of all, by defining what gossip is, and then we're going to take a look at what uh, God has to say about it. Um, I like this definition of gossip, actually, from Rick Warren. Uh, In fact, we use this in our membership class. Here's what he said. He said, "When, when you're talking about a situation with somebody who's neither part of the problem or part of the solution, you are probably gossiping. Okay, let me read that again. When we're talking about something with someone who's not a part of the solution or part of the problem, you're probably gossiping. Proverbs 6, 16 and 19 says this, there are six things the Lord hates. No, seven, seven that are detestable to him. In other words, these aren't things that God just, you know, he he doesn't just not like. These are actually, he hates these things. They are detestable to him. He despises them. Uh, Verse 19 lists one of those things that God despises. It says, a false witness who pours out lies And a man, listen to this, who stirs up dissension among brothers. God cannot stand. He detests 
gossiping. He despises people who, who stir up trouble. Now why? Why in the world would you know, something like gossip make God's short list of you know, things that he hates and despises? Well, I don't, we don't really know for sure. I can think of a few reasons. Here's one. Um, you know, again, people can and do gossip about me, and you know, I deal with it. We can kind of tolerate it. But, and I'm sure if, you, if you're a parent, you know, today's Mother's Day, right? You can relate to this. If someone speaks ill of your children, one of your kids, oh man, right? You are fighting mad. Here comes Mama Bear, right? You know, I mean, it, it might even be true what they're saying, but somebody else talks bad about one of your kids, and man, it fires you up. Well, think about it for a second. Every time you talk about somebody in a negative light, who are you actually talking about? You're talking about one of God's who? What? Children. You know, but but there is kind of something seductively attractive about gossip, if we're honest. In fact, Proverbs 18.8 says it. It says, the words of a gossip are like what? What does it say? Choice morsels. Kind of just think of it. Ooh, some, you know, some of you are going to have a good Mother's Day dinner. Choice morsels. So they go down to the, to the inmost parts. In other words, again, there's just something seductive and sickingly enjoyable even about participating in the sin of gossip. Now again, why is that? I mean, what is it about our sinful nature that makes this so appealing and attractive? I mean, why do we participate in gossip? I'm going to give you a few reasons. You might even write down some of your own that you can think about today. I think if we're honest, sometimes the person who is gossiping, it makes them feel important, right? Makes them feel big. They can make someone else look or feel small and it makes them feel better. That's kind of sad and pathetic, but it's true. Um, Sometimes I think it makes people feel like they've got all the power in the situation, right? They're the ones kind of communicating and saying what they want to say, so it makes them feel powerful. Uh, Sometimes when you put people down and try to make them look small and you speak negatively about them, not only do you make yourself feel elevated, but I think sometimes people want to make themselves feel self-righteous. In other words, they want to feel, you know, better, uh, and then I think for a lot of people, the truth is sometimes we lead such boring, dull lives that for a lot of people, you know what gossip is? It's just pure entertainment. Pure, I mean, we've even got you know, a cable channel, you know, uh, Entertainment Tonight or E! News or whatever. It's just pure gossip, right? It's a gossip channel. Sometimes it feels like when you're watching the news or following the political campaigns, you know, it's just, just gossip. But I mean, regardless, you, know, you can come up with all the reasons you want to for, you, for yourself, and I, I really believe you can't. Come up with a single good reason to gossip. Every reason that we might do it is really just, here it is, a reflection of the darkness in our own heart. And by the way, I think that's another reason why God hates it so much. Because it is a reflection of the sinful nature of man. It's a reflection of the darkness in our soul. You know, everybody might do it. You know, it might be accepted, and just because it is doesn't mean that it's pleasing to God. And guess what, by the way? I think we're all supposed to be followers of Jesus, and so therefore, we are called to a a higher standard of living. We we live higher than the culture in which we are a part of. We're supposed to live according to his word. And even though everybody else might do something, we want to live in a way that's pleasing to God. So, quickly today, how in the world are we going to overcome this despicable sin of gossip. 
Let me give you three questions that I think you can ask yourself that I think will be very, very helpful as you're having conversations out and about in the community and your family with people and friends. Three questions you could ask yourself that could be very helpful in overcoming the sin of gossip. Question number one is this. Is this conversation helpful or hurtful? Is this conversation helpful or hurtful? Ephesians 4.29, we've referred to this verse several times in this series already. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is what? What's the word? Helpful for building others up according to their needs that it might benefit those who listen. So again, the question to ask yourself is, is it helpful or is it hurtful? In fact, Proverbs 16, 27 and 28 says, listen to this, scoundrels hunt for scandal. Their words are a destructive blaze. In other words, our words, again, have that that power of death, can destroy. In fact, he goes on to say, a troublemaker plants seeds of strife. Gossip separates the best of friends. Some of you can relate to that. So is this conversation helpful or hurtful? Now, If we're honest today, and this is church, right? We're supposed to be. I think one of the ways that we try to disguise our gossip is we use what you might call the compliment sandwich. That's where you start off by saying something good, and then you gossip, and then you say something good at the end to make yourself feel a little bit better about what you just said. Compliment, gossip, compliment. But it's not very helpful, is it? And then if we want to take it to a whole nother level of honesty, here we go, you ready? Sometimes as Christians, you know where the most gossip takes place? In a prayer meeting. (laughs) In small groups. You know, in prayer time. You know, some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. You go to a prayer meeting and somebody says, hey, who do we need to pray for? Sweet sister so-and-so raises her hand. Oh, I know who we need to pray for. You ought to hear what sister so-and-so is doing. She's been staying out late at her boyfriend's house. And, and uh, in fact, I drove by there just to do the Lord's work, you see. And I saw her car there. And uh, to confirm it unto the Lord, I drove back by at 3 o'clock in the morning. And her car was still there. And she is shacking up with her boyfriend. She is living in sin. She is living disgusting unto the Lord. And so we need to lift her up in prayer that God would heal her of this demon disease of, of, uh, of her lust. And she is living in filth. Praise Jesus. Now it's funny because some of you have sat in a prayer meeting just like that or a prayer time or a conversation. And, but, and here's the issue. You might even push back a little bit and say, okay, yeah, but Pastor Chris... You know, maybe some of what she said is actually true. I mean, maybe your car really was there. And, you know, maybe there's some truth because, you know, if, it, if it's true, right, it's fair game. Right? No. No, no, no. In fact, Scripture does not teach that the delineation of, of right or wrong or sinful or not sinful is true or untrue. What did Ephesians 4.29 say? Is it what? helpful or hurtful. Now here's the deal. Listen to this. Write this down. Everything you say must be true, but everything that's true does not need to be said. 
That's good preaching. You need to write that down. Let me say it again. Everything you say better be true. But everything that's true does not need to be said. Is it helpful or is it hurtful? As followers of Jesus, we need to be lifting people up rather than tearing them down. Is my conversation helpful or hurtful? Now, question number two, ask yourself. Am I making private matters public? Am I making something that should have been kept in confidence, something that should have been kept in a small little group of people? Am I making that public? Proverbs 11, 12, and 13 says, it is foolish to belittle a neighbor. A person with good sense, a person who's wise, a person who's smart, remains silent. A gossip goes around revealing secrets. But those who are trustworthy can keep a what? Can keep a confidence. Am I making private matters public? You know, the Bible says again that a gossip is like a destructive blaze. And I am telling you something. Listen, especially in our, in our age of social media today, you know, sometimes we just tend to think, well, you know, if somebody sends me a text or a personal message, I can just copy that and paste that on my Facebook page, right? You know, I can just send that to other people. You know, listen, that's a form of gossip. It's taking something that was meant to be private and making it public. You know, none of you in the normal world would pick up your phone and call 300 of your closest friends in an instant and tell them something. And yet you put things on Facebook all the time that are supposed to be private. you got to ask yourself, am I making private matters public? Look at Proverbs 25. Just because you see something, don't, go and, don't be in a hurry to go to court. You know, in other words, don't... don't don't be in a hurry to make something public, to, to, to shout things from the, the, roof, the rooftop. You might go down before your neighbors in shameful defeat. So discuss the matter with them. How? Privately. Don't tell anyone else or others may, might accuse you of gossip. And then you'll never be able to regain your good reputation. Is my conversation helpful or hurtful? Am I making private matters public? And if I haven't stepped on your toes yet, get ready for question number three. You ready for this? Am I permitting others to gossip? Am I permitting others to gossip? Listen to Proverbs 17. Wrongdoers listen to wicked talk. Liars pay attention to destructive words. Listen to some other translations of that same verse. A wicked man listens to evil lips. A liar pays, attentions, pays attention to a malicious tongue. Here's the message. Evil people re relish malicious conversation. The ears of a liar itch for dirty gossip. In other words, and hear this loud and clear, it is not only wrong to speak gossip, it's wrong to listen to it. It's wrong to listen to it. Why? Because what you permit, you promote. Write that down. Boy, that's good too. What you permit, you promote. If you're listening to it, you are facilitating it, you are participating in it, and what you permit is what you promote. And, and go back at those verses. The Bible says wrongdoers, wicked people, evil people, Listen to it. And I know some of you might push back and you're saying, yeah, but Pastor Chris, you see, I just can't help it if people come to me. 
You know, I'm just one of those people that people come to, and they, and they, I can't help it if they talk to me about other people. I mean, poor, pitiful me, woe is me. I am just an innocent, innocent victim. Let me give you some pastoral, biblical response. Here's a Greek word you need to learn. You ready? Here it is. Hogwash. Okay? The reason that people keep coming to you is that you give an ear to it. You listen to it. Let me tell you how to quit that, to nip that in the bud. To quit that from happening really, really fast. Somebody comes to you and they say, hey, I've got to tell you this, or you're not going to believe this. Have you heard about so-and-so? You know, and, and again, you know where it's going, and, and maybe you know, you've been talking about a situation. All of a sudden, you, you see where this is headed. Okay, What you've got to do is you've got to draw a line in the sand, and you've got to say, no. We're not going to go there. I'm not going to allow you to do that. Now, if so-and-so were here, you know, I mean, if they heard us talking about them behind their back, would they appreciate this? You know, so I don't think we ought to be talking about this. Now, and how about this one? If you got a problem with them, you ought to go directly and talk to them. Now, if that doesn't work, I guarantee you, all you got to do is do one more thing. In fact, you say this, let's call them right now and include them in the conversation. You say that one time, I guarantee you people will stop coming to you. Because what you permit, you promote. Now, let me share something with you that I've learned from a very practical standpoint, personally, In 26 years, here's the pastor at Coastal. Here's the truth. You ready? No matter how much you think well about this person coming to you, if they will gossip to you, they will gossip about you. Do not fool yourself. If they will come to you and talk to you about other people, they're talking about you, and they will. Now, I know you might be thinking, well, Pastor Chris, does that mean we can never talk about anybody else unless they're there? No, that's not exactly what I'm saying. Listen, you can talk about them all day long. You can brag and brag and brag about them. Well, can we ever talk about people in a way to help them? Well, yes, the answer is yes. But those times need to be very, very rare. When you talk about a person in a way who's not there, in a way that's not just glowingly positive. But let me give you a couple of rules of thumb. Okay, so just some rules of thumb to keep in your back pocket in those particular situations. Number one, not on your outline, not on your notes. You might want to write this down. Only talk about somebody else who's not there when you're saying something constructive that you either would or have said in front of them. (laughs) Okay? You know, you're saying something constructive. But if it's not quite constructive, you know, you have or will say that in front of them. Now, but you've got to include rule, uh, the second rule of thumb, which is, what, again, kind of what, what Rick Warren said, that everybody present and involved in the conversation is either a part of the problem or a part of the solution and is also there to help that person. So again, if, any, if, if anybody there doesn't fit that criteria, if they've not been a part of it, if they've not, you know, anyway, and you're not willing to talk to that person face-to-face and you've not, you know, reached out to them, then you better not be talking about it. Because it's just gossip. And the Bible says that God hates it. 
Again, guys, the bottom line of this entire series is that your words matter. And we just need to do a little bit better job of being more careful with our words. In fact, listen, listen to the words of Jesus. Wow, listen to this, Matthew 12. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word that you speak. Like, there's really no other way to interpret that other than Jesus means exactly what he says there. He says, the words you say now, now, today, will reflect your fate then. What's the then he's talking about? Remember? Judgment day. Either you're going to be justified by your words, or you'll be condemned. Wow. Remember, your words have the power of life and death. You know what? Listen, I know you feel this way. I, know, I, I do. Listen, I, I, want, I want to be caught speaking well of people. I want to be caught saying things that are helpful and not hurtful. I want to caught, be caught believing the best about other people and not always assuming the worst. I want to be that person who's a part of the solution and building people up and not always tearing them down. I want my words to be full of love. Don't you want that? I mean, I want to be lifting people up toward the things of God, believing the best for them, encouraging them. I want my words to be full of blessing because words are powerful. Ultimately, all of us are reflections of the God who is a speaking God. Remember when he created the universe, how did he do it? He spoke it into existence. Christianity is called, after all, the gospel. What is that? The gospel means what? Good news. Rather than being a conduit of bad news and death and pain and destruction and gossip, why not be a vessel for good news? Sharing the truth and the grace of God and what he can do in the lives of people. So, when everybody else is saying, hey, it's not that big of a deal, It doesn't really hurt anybody, and everybody's doing it. Why don't we say, no, words are powerful. They have the power of life and death. And just because everybody else says it, just because everybody thinks it's necessary or acceptable, my loving Heavenly Father calls me to a higher standard. You've been listening to a message from Pastor Chris Rollins of Coastal Community Church. For more information about Coastal or to explore what your next step of faith might look like, check us out online at coastalcommunitychurch.org. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, thanks for listening.